りつける重たいさダメの石にまるで押しつぶされてどこにも逃げられないひたすらあがきながらだけど諦めないがれはい。All right, yeah, good point.、Uh, Just, but and, it's and called we... They Might Be Giants instead. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that makes sense.、Uh, we also have Ty.、Uh. Maybe. <laughs> It was I, Tiberius, the whole time. <laughs> and Ben. Yo. I remember, I remember way back when we were, I think when we were discussing.、Uh, Stardust Crusaders in, uh, in, uh, on BakaCast. We were like talking about like what stand powers would, would be cool. And the one I came up with was,、uh, was the one that forces somebody to tell the truth, and I called it Testify. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty good. I can't remember what I made. <laughs> I, have, I do not remember that far back. Yeah.、Uh, But yeah, anyway, I'll have to think of what my, my stand just lets me、be. have candy all the time, and it's called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory M the original soundtrack from the motion picture. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> It is aesthetically offensive to me. <laughs> There's a. I don't think I talked about this on here. In Jojo、uh, uh, Leon, the like, current on running Jojo, there is a creature that is like. A primitive monster thing that, like, oh, people evolve from this.、Uh, and its stand is just Do Re Mi Fa Sol La Ti Da. Huh. You get nothing. You lose. Good day. <laughs> All right. So,、uh, yeah, on this section of episodes here, we. Oh, God, what the hell is this dude's name? Formaggio. Yeah, and his stand.、Uh, I can't remember if Tiny Feet is the. Little、um, Feet. It's,、uh, it, it's the localization little, or. No, it's Little little Feet. Yeah, Little Feet's the real、little、one,、feet. Tiny Feet's the localization. Little Feet,、gotcha. little feet is, an, is a legit musical reference. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I figured. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was、uh, suspecting that Tiny Feet was a localization, but I couldn't remember because they were both very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.、Uh, yeah, so we've got the entirety of the Little Feet fight in this、uh, section. And I feel like it didn't necessarily need to take up two full episodes, but I suppose. I mean, it's cutting around a lot. It's showing a lot of, like, backstory stuff. Yeah, right. Because there was, like, the, there was that whole section about the.、Uh, basically.、Uh, 
basically giving a glance at uh, Formaggio's uh, Formaggio's crew. Yeah. Uh, who seem to have the whole theme naming of uh, being named after food. Yeah, most of the people in this arc are just named food. Oh, so yeah, it's like Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except, I do... except, except in Italian, which right. is... <clears throat> so I, I do like one really interesting thing that like we'd never really seen before in terms of stands mm -hmm. uh, and how they interact with their users. Like at the very start of this episode, um, where, uh, after what's his name, Narancia, I believe. Yeah. Narancia. Narancia, like I can't find Formaggio anymore. Uh, he recalls little feet, but instead of like little feet, just sort of, you know, disappearing. You mean, right. Uh, Aerosmith. No, Aerosmith, yeah. not little feet. God. Uh, until I just woke up. Uh, so instead of like Aerosmith just disappearing, like he makes a runway with his arms. Yeah. Uh huh. And then Aerosmith like lands on his arms, and then as it goes behind his head, like then vanishes. Yeah, it's a like real a cool thing. Behind. <laughs> yeah, like it makes no sense why he would need to do that, but it's neat. <laughs> uh, oh, there is no world in which he needs to do that. That's just Naranja stunting. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, I was I was trying to figure out like is that a condition of the stand that you have to do that to make it go away, or is that just Narancia being an uh, like an overdramatic nerd? <laughs> I think given what we know about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Narancia specifically, it's gotta be the latter. That's yeah, that's probably I think accurate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So at, right after he brings. Aerosmith back, we get our very first clues that something is amiss because he steps back into the shoe that had fallen off his feet. Uh -huh. but, and the shoe is like n noticeably much bigger than his other shoe that's still on his body. And the uh, switchblade that he had on him is now like a switch short sword. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And, you know, Narancia, not the brightest tool to shit. He's like, well, this can't be my shoe or my knife. My shoe and knife yeah. is smaller than this. Yeah, and, like, I can sort of understand it for the knife, because the knife looks just like any other Switchblade, sure. but bigger. But his, no one in the universe has a shoe that looks just well, like that. Well, then he sits down in the car that's still riddled with bullet holes in the last episode and realizes the seat's too big and he can't reach the wheel and goes, well, this can't be the car I was driving either. Yeah, clearly this can't be my own bullet-riddled car. <laughs> and, there's uh, just, yeah, there's just is... plenty of bullet-riddled Honda Accords in the city. is just in his pocket being like, oh man, this is a real dumb guy. Alright, this is gonna be easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which like, if I was Formaggio, I would definitely be thinking that too. I was like, oh yeah. man, I hit the jackpot on this stand user. Right. He's really cocky for a guy that's just hiding in a pocket. <laughs> it does seem like a strategically very dangerous place yeah. to hide. Seems like a dangerous place to be constantly monologuing from. Yeah, like, what if he just sits down? What happens to you then? Yeah. You're like, you're in the back pocket. No, no he's got a pin for that. Like, and like, we know what happens to you, what happens to iPhones that are in your back pocket. Right. Like, um, but yeah, so, we do cut to the opening credits, and then we 
come back to uh, the safe house uh, where I need to look up all these people's names again because they're just weird enough that I forget them. Well, Aqualad is Mista, which you can remember because water gets misty and he looks like Aqualad. Okay, all right, that's a nice yeah. mnemonic device. Uh, I got nothing for the other ones. Uh, uh, Machio Mista. sounds like a cab. <laughs> yeah, there you go, perfect. It's, okay, it's, it's, it's a Abakio, a Fugo. Yep. And what's the lady's name? Uh, it's Trish. Trish. It's Trish. Okay. All right. Like the Devil May Cry character, or the okay. beautiful Joe character. Wait, no, right. that's Sylvia. Yeah. Never mind, I'm getting them mixed up. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, hold up. Um, anyway, so Trish uh, comes out and says, like, hey, I'm thirsty. Implying, like, where the hell is Narancia with all my groceries? Right, uh-huh. And, and they all realize, man, is, he has been gone a while. Yeah, and everyone's sitting around going, like, hmm, I wonder if Narancia fucked up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it couldn't does, be. It would be in Narancia's wheelhouse to fuck up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and spe- and then, you know, speaking of which, we cut then cut back to Narancia fucking up real bad. Yeah. Bested by a sliding door. <laughs> yeah, and so this... <laughs> God. This, this, even before the sliding door, this initial part where... Narancia shrinks some more, and like he can't hold the shoe and pan the and the shoe and switchblade anymore. Right, and then the like little feet's owner is like, "Ha ha, yes! As you shrink, you'll no longer be able to use the tools you have on you." Ha ha ha! My right. master plan. I'm like thinking he doesn't need a shoe to defeat you. Like, yeah, and he kind of tries to explain the rules of this to make it make sense. Which it doesn't because it's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but it's just like anything that's on his person shrinks with him, but because he took the shoe off, now that's not shrinking. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, also, like, Naranja just straight up dashes into a sliding door, which even if you are full-sized, if you run at a sliding door, it's not going to open up fully before you get yeah. there. Yeah, and, and like, there's just a slow motion <laughs> shot of his face mashing into the glass. It's, uh, yeah, that still shot makes him look like he has no bones. Yeah, just he's just <laughs> ragdolling. It's very unsettling. Yeah, but yeah, the problem is he is now shrunken enough. He's maybe like three feet tall, and he no longer weighs enough to trigger the sliding door. Yeah, and he just kind of like jumps up and down on it to crack it open, but then the second he goes to walk through it, it slams on his neck. Yeah. Yeah, like if that was dumb. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is just a particularly like quick sliding door or if cuz like they show him like he after the door's open, he waits like a couple beats before starting to go through. So yeah. then when he does, he just kind of casually strolls in. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, right. come on. Yeah. Yeah, hey, just man, run in, man. The fight with a with a door. Yeah, then he realizes, oh wait, bullets can break glass. Yeah. I think here is our first hint that um, <laughs> they no longer seem to care that they're on a busy street. <laughs> no, no, everyone left. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, th- this, this street yeah, in Italy get, is now completely I like abandoned. how we get a running 
tally of his height. Yeah. Uh, and Formaggio is kind of like monologuing to himself some more and mentions that like it doesn't even matter if you get to the phone because all your coins are shrinking with you and the payphone won't take them. Uh, but Naranja thinks of that and blasts open the like <laughs> coin holder on the phone. And Formaggio's like, ah, oh, shit, he's so stupid. This is wrapping back around to smart. <laughs> yeah. Turns out he can yeah, solve like, a I'll lot just... of problems without <laughs> just shooting them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you see, well, yeah. It's true. You can bullets can solve a lot of problems. Right. So it's pretty handy that two stand users have the power of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, he is about to go use the coins that he just got, but I, I can't remember why he stops. Uh, it's I because think it's because he little feet slashed the cords on the payphones. Oh. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, yes, he and he's small enough now that he, like, had to climb up to the phone. Like, he's not much taller than the phone receiver. Yeah, yeah. So even even if the cord hadn't been slashed, it'd probably been difficult for him to use the phone anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he finds him in his back pocket. Right, well, he realizes that if the cables got cut, that must mean that is still nearby. And then, yeah, Formaggio's like, yeah, but you'll never find me. I've got an ingenious hiding spot. Oh, no, how'd you find me? Dumbass. Yeah, yeah, and so as as the plane comes to shoot Formaggio, uh, he instantly changes back into his normal size, which also changes the pen. Well, actually, no, he doesn't change back, yeah, changes. which I don't know why he doesn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess to hide, right? Uh, but yeah, no, he 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 changes the pen back. And he uses, like, the force of the pen changing back to normal size to, like, launch himself. Yeah. And the way that the anime depicts it is, like, he's just, like, sitting crotch first on the pen. Yeah. <laughs> right. There is no way that would have been a pleasant experience. Yeah, yeah. What I really love is that, like, having read the manga of this, there's a lot of shots and stuff where it's, like, I do not really understand how you got from panel A to panel B. And, like, it doesn't matter, because, like, you can just assume that some kind of action happened between them to explain it. But then the anime has to figure it out. And I like the moments where they just do a cut and don't try to figure out how it happened. Like, how do you end up on the yeah. other side of that stop sign? Who cares? Oh, yeah. yeah, David Production does their best. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, like, Iraqi sequencing can be difficult to follow. Yeah. Um, so... The plane finds him anyway, though. Uh, Aerosmith finds him anyway, and then he has to, like, cut a tire and use the t air pressure of the tire to launch himself again to move fast. Because right. he just steadfastly refuses to be big and yeah. move at a normal speed. No. <laughs> I guess he's worried that it'll be easier for the plane to shoot him if he's big. Yeah, I think that's the idea. It doesn't seem like being small is doing him any favors either. Right, He's very right. committed to this part of the bit. <laughs> I'm tiny, you yes. can't find me. So, because he's tiny, he's able to, like, hide in a sewer drain. Yeah, and he's um, like, oh, he'll never find me here. Oh no, he found me here. Yeah, not only did he find him, but the problem with hiding in a sewer drain is that there's also rats here. Yeah. And spiders that want to murder and eat him. Right. So he ends up falling uh, into the water, uh, thinking, you know, he can hide that way. But even then, Aerosmith manages to find him. 
And he's like desperately deflecting bullets with little feet while he's hiding under the water. And he's thinking about how like he can't afford to lose. He's got to get the boss's daughter. And uh, we get like a transition to a flushing toilet. Yeah, it's it's a real weird transition that initially didn't make me. I initially didn't realize this was a flashback. I'm like, okay, how did he, like, how does he, how does he get here, and why is there a car now? Right. But like, as, when he leaves the stall, like, even when he leaves the stall, I'm like, oh, did he somehow like go up the sewer and then go big? But then sure. why is the car there? It wasn't until like he puts the car into someone's drink that I realized that, oh, this must be a flashback. Yeah, there's a to, subtitle like, somewhere that this, this is two years earlier. Oh, right, yeah. Um, it was when that popped up where I was like, oh, yeah. As far as I remember, this whole sequence is original for the anime. Okay, interesting. Uh, I do like this sequence, um, but, like, in a vacuum I like it, uh-huh. but also... I, I don't know why we care about this guy's backstory. I guess it gives us more backstory on the gang. Yeah, I think they're more part. showing the Hitman team stuff. And, yeah. like, part of this is from the manga, but, like, all the stuff with the car is stuff that David Production added, which I like. Yeah, because it makes his stand seem less shit. Yeah, no, this yeah, was the he... best use of his power that anything in the Naranjka fight. Yeah, he shrinks a car, like, ultra-tiny... And then walks by some politician's table and drops it into his, like, wine or something. Yeah. Which, you'd think you'd see something like that, but also, I suppose if it's tiny enough, it, yeah. you know, you'd drink it anyway. But yeah, so, like, the, the, the primary good use of his stand is shrinking things and then making them expand to do secret assassination attempts. Right. Yeah, and he comes back to the table where all of the hitmen are, uh... Pesci, the weird guy with no neck, is just like yeah, and and like a palm tree for hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I hate that little weirdo. You'll see. Yeah, why he soon. gives Pesci shit for okay, drinking great. milk. Because <laughs> he's drinking milk because his... coffee makes his tummy hurt. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Stop it! You look like a nerd. You're making us look like nerds." As if the dude who has, like, the stand that makes things tiny is also not a nerd. Well, everyone, like, looks at, like, he comes out and he's like, yeah, that guy's basically already dead. I just gotta, like, wait for, to trigger it. They're like, oh, cool, you finally found something to do with your dumb, stupid stand, <laughs> idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh... I definitely get that he, during the Naranka fight, I feel this guy has a bit of a chip on his shoulder about his shit. Yeah, definitely. Head. No, here's why it's actually super close. No, my stand's cool, guys. Honest. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the stand activates, and uh, the car bursts out of the dude's chest. Yeah, it's real um, horrifying. Yeah, and then and then the car then lands on the lady who was with him, uh, who was apparently not supposed to have been killed. Yeah. Because they, they kind of imply that yeah, it was collateral damage that was not really supposed to happen. Yeah, and then they give him shit about the stand. Right. Um, but yeah, so they're trying to learn the identity of the boss of Passione. Because uh, they want to take over the gang from him. Uh, the, the narrator gives this whole, like, explanation. They're basically, like, they're organizing... Yeah, like, basically, they're like, like, actually, <laughs> yeah. we just get Kate paid per murder. I feel like we're missing out on this. <laughs> right. If you do the math, clearly 
the organ the the management is making way more money off of this than we are. Yeah, it's like we need to eat the rich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Be the boss. Yeah. Right. Uh. Yeah, they they also mentioned sorbet and gelato. Um, like I think they imply are, are gay. Oh, they don't imply it. They straight up say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's implied like, I, in the manga, and they just added a line about, like, oh, those two are probably off having sex because they're gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Which, <laughs> that I level think up. is the first time we have a good canonically gay couple in this series. Sure which is. Makes what ha- which makes what happens next highly unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure is great about how the show treats the first canonically gay characters in it. They get a whole <sighs> seven minutes, seven seconds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's real, it's real bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they talk about how they deserve way better because they're the best. Um. Uh, the leader of the hitman team is this weird juggalo man. Okay. Yeah. It's not just me, right? Okay. <laughs> no, he's he's got like yeah, a no. jester hat, and like his eyes are blown out, and they're like black with red pupils. Yeah, it's real weird. It's real weird. Yeah, he's basically like an evil juggalo. Yeah. Um, and so then they get a phone call, and, like, they <clears throat> find out that uh, Gelato died yeah. um, from suffocation, they they fi- they figure. Right, they, they found him tied up and gagged in his own home, and he choked on the gag and died. Yeah, um... And a note that said punishment was left on him. Yeah. And then, like, a bunch of packages are delivered to the team's place. Right. Just, like, over the course of a week, they keep getting more and more, like, boxes. And as they open them up, they're all, like, little pieces of a human body in Lucite. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the movie The Cell, (laughs) you will see where this is going. Yeah, they're, like, these Um... framed, like, art pieces, but they are chunks of a person and eventually they, like, pull the frames off and line them all up, and it is Sorbet, who has been, like, cut into 50 cross-sections and put in loose sight. Yeah, like a Christmas yeah. ham. It's... Yeah. It is one of the most horrific deaths we've seen. It's a real fucked up death. In JoJo's. And uh, like, then we get and... a flashback as they realize that what happened was that uh, the boss or someone working for him murdered Sorbet, like, butchered him alive... And that Gelato uh, was so horrified and distraught that he, he suffocated himself, himself with his gag. Yeah, so that is the fate of the first gay couple in It Joe really Jones. sucks. It's real bad. It's bad. It's, oh, jeez. <sighs> also, also, the, also the, the fact that they are essentially the villains. I mean, yeah, but, like, listen, in any JoJo arc, like, 90% of the characters are villains. Like, 90% that, you know, of all stand you. Yeah, that's people. true. It is, it is noted. Yeah, it's just, it, it really sucks that they go, hey, these two guys are gay. Anyway, here is one of the most brutal death scenes in the entire series. Yeah, here's how they died terribly. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> Hopefully it gets better by the time we get to the JoJo's arc that's all about a female prison. Uh, yeah, marginally. <laughs> okay. Marginally. Well. Uh, yeah, Jordan has so... a comment that she's jealous of snails because they can change their sex to have sex with anything. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, I'm 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 with you, Jolene. That, that seems like <laughs> seems pretty cool. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we get to uh, we cut a, we eventually cut away from that horrifying thing. Yeah, uh, back to from Nagio, who's currently That's being right, shot yeah. at with with bullets. Right. So now we understand his motivation because this is you know the, it's personal. It's not just about money. <clears throat> his friends got no. murdered. He doesn't seem to really care about that much, actually. Yeah, no, he he doesn't seem to care about his friends, probably because they keep making fun of his stand power. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is what bugs me. What's is, that? Okay, it shouldn't be that easy yeah. to dodge bullets. Come yeah, on. Yeah, like, the JoJo <laughs> yeah. characters, I don't think they have enough skills to handle being shot at all the time. But no, stands are pretty good about... Bullet deflection just seems like a standard stand power. Yeah, like, it used to be that, you know, back in the days of Stardust Crusader, having a stand that can do fast and precise punches was a power in and of itself. Right. But now everyone's got that just as a base power if they are at all a humanoid stand. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta be a little extra, right? So yeah, I feel like every humanoid stand has the power to at least you know block bullets. Yeah. Uh, but Formaggio uh, is slowly like he's trying to figure out how Aerosmith keeps finding him. He's like it can't be. It's got like nothing to like look mm-hmm. with or listen with. It, like what's what is it detecting? And then as he's like hiding underwater, he realizes that it's killing a bunch of rats. And he realizes that it's because it is sensing his breath. Yeah, and he he figures that out to basically hide amongst like a herd, a stampede of rats, essentially. Well, it cuts so to that... it cuts to Naranja, who we see that the way this works is the second piece of the stand is a little eyepiece that isn't just like it's... he's not wearing like a Dragon Ball scouter. It has a little it's... propeller to yep. fly in front of his eye. Yeah, it's the goofiest thing, and it I works. It. And, and like the display is essentially a radar, right? That's showing him like, like carbon dioxide sources in the environment. Yeah, and like the har- and like the harder the breath, the larger the radar blip. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, "Oh, there's one rat. He's breathing really hard. I wonder if you're carrying something heavy." Yeah. So he starts shooting, yeah, the, the rat that's breathing heavy. Uh, but finally, Formaggio turns back to normal, and Aerosmith's bullets are too tiny to seriously hurt him. Yeah, yeah. So he like he gets shot up a lot, but it's mostly like he gets shot by a whole bunch of BBs. Yeah, yeah. And also, even if they weren't like the size of BBs, we all know like you you can't cannot you can't canonically die to a bullet unless like it the it shows it going straight into a vital organ like right. unless it brain. dominoes into another bullet you already got shot with yeah <laughs> exactly <clears throat> yeah so in, yeah formaggio is fine and now narancia is very tiny and it looks like our hero just might be out of luck yeah, so which leads us into episode eleven. Yeah, um, where Naranti is like, "Well, now I'm really small, so if he finds me, he's probably going to be able to kill me pretty easily." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think, he, yeah, he has an idea to, like, hide amongst a bunch of, like, bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's a giant cat in his way. Yeah, but then he just shoots the cat with Aerosmith and it's not a problem. Yeah. Again, bullets. There's a there's a amount of animal cruelty you come to expect in Jodos, and I'm glad we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as he reached the bottles, though, Narancia, like, no, hold on. Uh, uh, Formaggio like pours some soda on him. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to the most fetishy part of this show. Oh, because he steps uh, on him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, where Formaggio is just stepping on, uh, stepping on Narancia. Not hard enough to kill him, right? Just hard enough to like mean he can't go anywhere else and be very uncomfortable. Hard enough to make him cough blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because you had because he wants because like he, before he kills Narancia, he wants to like know where their friends his friends are hiding so he can get to Trish right. so that he can then use Trish to get to the boss. Yeah, yeah. And as Narancia is coughing up blood, this is where we get the Narancia flashback. Yeah, we finally get Narancia's backstory. Uh we see that like his mom died of some kind of eye disease and his dad just kind of sucks. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of shitty dads in this arc of JoJo's. Yeah, there's not really many good ones, huh? Are there? I'm not sure what good dads there are in JoJo's yeah, adventure. Like, I guess Jotaro. Eh. Mm. But, but without without going into spoilers, given what you know about Jotaro Kujo, do you think he'd be a good father? Okay. <laughs> well. All right. Well, he might not be an actively good one, but I don't feel like he'd be an actively bad one. Yeah, he seems like he'd just be kind of a stoic lump. That seems that's that's about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I was gonna say like Jonathan's father, but also Jonathan's father was kind of an idiot yeah. and like didn't listen to his kid about Dio. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. We don't know. I guess Holly really loves Joseph, so he probably did okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph is kind of like a cheating shitbag, but also well, like... Well, sure, his, I, listen, bad husband his, seems like a good yeah, father. <laughs> yeah, his kids seem to turn out well, all right, too, though. Not to um, uh, Yosuke, but... <laughs> well, no. He didn't know about Yosuke, in fairness. He seems like a good father to Octune Baby, yeah. whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he ever gives that baby a name. Uh, she has a name, and it's like, I, I forget what it is, but her name, she's a JoJo. Okay, of yeah. course she is. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, there aren't there aren't many good dads in JoJo's. Yeah, Araki seems to have a thing against dads. A lot of decent moms, not many good, not many yeah, good dads. Yeah. In fact, a lot of single moms. Now to think about it. Uh, yeah, let's see. The dad in Steel Ball Run sucks. Uh, the dad in Jojolion's okay. <clears throat> Yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, so we find out, uh, basically find out about Narancia's backstory, like, yeah, his mom dies, dad's kind of shitty. Octune's baby's uh, real name is Shizuka Joestar, and I guess it's a, it's like a Higashigata thing where you can read part of Shizuka's name to be a Joe. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a, it's an alternate reading of the kanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. Um, yeah, so then Narancia gets, like, you know, caught up in a gang, uh, we first see him, like, being the distraction to help the gang steal bread. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the gang's like, hey, kid, we should find you, like, an actually decent home. He's like, no, He's I like, just want to be a cool street rat like Aladdin. My favorite movie. Yeah, homes suck. I just want friends. And then uh, the homes. leader of this little gang of rapscallions is just like, oh, well, that's cool. You should dye your hair blonde like me. And Arancha is super into that idea. Yeah, but then, like, as soon as he dyes his hair, like, the the leader of the gang goes missing. Yeah. And Narancha gets arrested for beating a woman half to death. Which is not great. <laughs> right. And uh, he realizes that he was tricked into dyeing his hair blonde to look more like that other guy who's the one who did it. Yeah, because apparently they can't tell the difference between an adult man and, like, a 12-year-old. Don't look that similar other than the hair. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. These cops are real dumb. Yeah, but, you know, Narancia is incredibly wounded and betrayed. Uh, the cops beat him up, which gives him, like, a black eye that gets infected. Yeah, so he's like, oh god, am I gonna die from the same infection that my mom did? And for, for some reason, like, this is a rumor that a bunch of other people know about and give him shit for. Uh-huh, yeah, it's like, oh, he's, which is, he's the eye disease man. Yeah, which is real weird. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he just huddles up in an alley like, and waits to sure die like there. I'm not sure that would be a like, rumor that had given up on life at age 15. Like, man, big mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, like, he had only ever told the leader that. And for some reason, the leader decided that that was a thing to be ashamed of. And... Then told everybody else, ha, he's got an eye infection too. That means he's <laughs> gonna die. <laughs> right. Which is, yeah, again, just like a really weird way to try and insult someone. Kids are yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, this guy's yeah, not a kid. Yeah, he is a gr- yeah, he's he's like twenty by, or I assume At like least. he's twenty. It's it's hard to tell with the way Iraqi draws people. Yeah, that's true because again, Jordan Giovanna is supposed to be fifteen years old. <laughs> there is. And he looks at least four years older than that. Yeah, there's no way on earth that dude's fourteen, fifteen, <laughs> whatever. Um. So like, as as Durant is at his lowest point, I believe it's Fugo. Yeah. That finds him just, like, lying in a street corner. Then you'd be forgiven for not said, recognizing him because his shirt has no holes. Yeah, he actually looks I'd say, reasonably dressed. Yeah. He looks like a normal person. JoJo transformations hits. Wait, you know what? I'm looking at him again. No, no, no. He's got, he's got circles drawn on his suit. He just hasn't taken it to the tailor to get those cut out yet. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, he, he's got, like... I can't. I can't tell whether if he drew circles on his shirt or if, like, he patched those circles in. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Either way, like, there are circles on him, but there aren't holes, which means that he is far more reasonable, reasonably dressed than the yeah. usual Joe. I just character. love the idea that he buys like a new jacket. And it's oh, this is so nice. I look so good. Just gonna sit here and draw big ol' circles on it, and whenever I have free time, I'll take it down to the tailor so he can I cut all ho- these holes out of it. <laughs> I admit, I do hope that's the implication, because that would yeah. be amazing. 
I like the thing that he joined the group and he's like slowly getting into his JoJo outfit. He's like, I can't, I can't just be a suit guy. <laughs> right. I can't just be the only guy here with a suit. Look at my uh, boss. He's got like a huge like cleavage window with a cool chest tattoo. I gotta come up with something like that. He's evolving. Yeah, he's, holes in it. he's evolving his look. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. If Bucciarati looks that cool with one <laughs> hole in his shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I really I really want to know if they have like a round table about this whenever someone gets their stand power in the gang. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, sweet. You survived the initiation re- rituals. So now we need to figure out your outfit gimmick. And this is just like, on. man, I don't like, know. Okay, I'm not really know something. About- and he's like, well, I'm not really sure about holes, but what I can do is, like, pretend to be a leather daddy. Right, yeah. Misty's just like, listen, I don't know anything about fashion or anything. I don't know, I went to Comic-Con last year dressed like Aqualad. Is, is that anything? <laughs> it's like, it can be if we make it look like artisanal Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> like if Aquaman lived in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, but, uh... Fugo takes Naranja to the restaurant we saw them at uh, several episodes ago, where Bucciarati's eating spaghetti. And Fugo just yells out, I'd like to feed this boy some spaghetti! (laughs) Which makes me like Fugo a lot more, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's very good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and Bucciarati's just like, yeah, okay, here. Right, so yeah, Naranja gets to eat some spaghetti and then gets taken to the hospital to get his eye treated. And uh, yeah. Bucciarati just tells him, like, hey, we, you know, you don't have to pay us back at all. And this was just, you know, a generous act because you needed it. Now, you can you can stay with me if you want, but you really should go home. And then Naranja's like, no, I want to be a gangster like you. And Bucciarati's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, you dumb little asshole. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all know what happened the last time you said, I don't want to go home. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, he, he does eventually... Uh, join the gang, um, and that's why it. I like the, the, all these flashback sequences are essentially explaining why everybody feels so indebted to Bucciarati. Yeah, exactly. It, they're showing why they're loyal to Bucciarati. Why they'll follow yeah. him anyway. <clears throat> yeah, which is which is useful because all these people are just very weird. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and think, seem like. I think the the, I think the the theme here. Like, the, the running theme behind this whole, uh, like, set of episodes is about how how Bucciarati's crew forms a kind of family. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a, a similar but slightly different take to uh, uh, Part 4's theme, where 4 was about, like, community building. Yeah. Um, but Golden <clears throat> Wind is specifically about, like, family building when your own family like kind of sucks and like finding like finding a way to replace that family with people who actually give a shit about you right when when your own family sucks and also like there's also very much a theme of society being like corrupt and every you know people being you know not out for everyone's best interest and finding other people that have been hurt and like joining with them to fight back yeah And yeah, Which so then nice. we come back I to Naranja just like, like yelling the, at Formaggio, you know what, just kill me, because I'm not going to tell you anything, so just go ahead and do the murder you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
So then what happens is we get, uh, like, we, we cut back to basically where Narancia is being interrogated by uh, Formaggio, and Formaggio is, like, telling him his master plan and be like, oh, once we're gonna, like, have the best drug route, supply route, or whatever, and we'll make millions, and all yeah. we need is to be able to, you know, find the boss. Yeah. And then he's just starts talking about spiders. Well, yeah. also, doesn't he mention Trish has a stand? Or he's like, ah, oh, I'm pretty sure she's Oh, yeah, stand. yeah. Yeah, he mentioned that Trish is a stand user. We just haven't seen what that stand is yet. Right, and he is certain that if he knows her stand, that'll give him a clue about the nature of the boss or something. Yeah. Doesn't make Which, a lot I'm not of sure sense. Why, I'm not sure why he would think that, because every stand is just wildly different from the other. Yeah, yeah I'll say... I was about to say, even like in the JoJo family, which is only the one you can really... Get, like have a consistent family line there <laughs> they right. all have very different stands <laughs> like like dio has some stuff in common with hermit purple and some stuff in common with star platinum and that is it yeah like all the most you could say is that all the jojo stands are are, are shaped like human beings yeah yeah well not and hermit purple can... though it's just a vine oh yeah i guess so yeah and then i guess yeah, holly's they... stand kind of looks like hermit purple also okay yeah yeah that's true. But uh, also, I'll say, knowing what Trish and the boss's stands are, they got nothing to do with each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, he uh, he takes out a bottle that he's put a spider in. Yeah. And then he sticks Narancia in the bottle with the spider and is like, hey, even the most, even the most, like, friendly spider can still be deadly when you're this small. Right. And its bite will paralyze you and then says actual spider facts mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and says like yeah so the venom of the spider will basically turn your insides in into a milkshake yeah and then the spider will drink you up and then that will that will be how you die right it's like so you don't so have to Narancia tell me now this... you can tell me while your insides are getting slurped up just, i can wait right which is like why would he talk while he's being killed already yeah like yeah. I don't, I don't get why he would talk then. Right. So Narancia struggles with the spider, but you know he gets beaten by it, and starts getting webbed up. Uh, but during the struggle, he dropped the map he had, and Formaggio's like, "Oh, okay. Well, that works." Yeah, because it turns out Narancia just like drew his route on the map because he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just, he's just kind of dumb. Yep. Uh, so Narancia, like, is, tr- like, when he was getting stuffed in the bottle, he kind of took out Aerosmith and shot around, but mm-hmm. it didn't do anything. <clears throat> yeah. And he is, uh, but... just gonna, he's getting all webbed up, and he's about to get eaten, but then he's like, I wasn't aiming at you or the spider. Yeah. Aerosmith can find JoJo... carbon dioxide, <laughs> and that can come from things other than people breathing. Yeah, in traditional JoJo fashion... The protagonist says, oh, that thing I did, like, three minutes ago, I I was actually trying to do something entirely different. <laughs> yeah. You've lost this battle, and you don't even realize it. I, I, I threw that shit before I walked in the room. <laughs> yeah. Because what he did was puncture the gas tank of the nearby car. And now that it's leaked out into the air enough, he shoots it up and blows up the car. Okay, yeah. we're getting some escalation out um, of Narancia, and I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking it here. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Narancia gets out of the bottle, um, and he, now he's back to human so- normal size because uh, the uh, because uh, Formaggio lost control of the stand ability because right. you know because he's, he's on currently fire. on fire. <laughs> yeah, like and he's just standing anything, there we're... on fire monologuing. Yeah, you know, as you do. Yeah. Um, and then he like cuts his blood to put out the fire, he which I'm not sure that would work. Okay, this blood is crazy. Let's get everything. into this. This is crazy. <laughs> so he's so he slits his wrist, so a bunch of blood comes out. Then yeah. shrinks himself, so he's under. So he falls faster than his blood, which falls yeah. on him and puts out the fire he's on. Uh-huh. It's. It's real crazy, like, his blood is under some intense pressure. <laughs> yeah, that guy needs to, like, cut down on the sodium. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real wild. Uh, yeah, but then, like, he can't track the carbon dioxide. Um, right. Because there's all these fires. Yeah. And he realized, you know, he cannot afford to let Formaggio get away because, you know, now he knows where Trish is being stored. Uh, stored? That's a weird word to use for a person. Yeah, I don't like. I don't you like using the word stored in reference to the to <laughs> a like yeah. to a lady. Yeah, that no, feel right. Yeah, yeah, that tiny. feels better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Narachi decides if he can't find him, he's just gonna blow up the entire street. This is both very good, and also the music is very good on this. <laughs> yeah, it's the song yeah. with, like, the choral JoJo's being sung. I love this song. Uh, yeah. yeah I also, uh, he does the, you know, traditional JoJo point at the camera to be dramatic. Right, and Formaggio kind of grows back, covered in burn wounds. And Narancia, yeah. quickly becoming the coolest character in this show, goes, well, that saves me from having to burn down the entire city. <laughs> We just sent him out to get groceries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just supposed to buy some magazines and some water. Right. Um, <laughs> so then Formaggio comes up and he's like, well, now, I guess I guess it all comes down to the speed of our stands. Yeah, I guess sure so. mine is faster. <laughs> but no, his stand is not faster. Nope. He loses. Yeah, it's actually kind of an anticlimactic ending. Yeah, I mean, at this point, what do you want? <laughs> I'm sorry, blow, blowing up all the cars on the street was not enough for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Aerosmith strikes the killing blow by just being faster and having bullets. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> like, Ernachia says what we're all thinking and says, <laughs> go get groceries, they said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now everything is exploded. Right. And he's just like, oh man, I failed in my mission. Yeah. And then, uh, and then everybody back at, well, not everybody, but like his, his gang back at, uh, back at the ranch is like, okay, well, great job fucking up Narancia. Right. Because they're concerned now, that even if, uh, he defeated Formaggio, one of his partners could have been hiding nearby. They could have had some kind of method of communicating. They don't know. Yeah, which, yeah, which I mean, given how stand users operate, is an entirely you know reasonable thing to be worried about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're compromised. So yeah, they're they're giving him a bunch of shit, and then Jorno speaks up and is like, "Look, y'all, like, 
back off, like, he did the best he could given the situation. I think he did perfectly fine. Right. He's like, clearly the boss is a smart guy. He's going to give us some, like, escape plan. He must have foreseen this. And Ibaki was just like, I'm so tired of listening to you, you dumb little shit. You don't know anything. And then, like, he gets cut off by them getting an email from the boss. Yeah, and then, like, n- not only does Abakio approach him and, like, shut him up, like, Abakio approaches him and then essentially cradles his chin yeah, that's true. while he's condescending to Giorno. <laughs> I just love like, that the is... world keeps dunking on Abakio. It's. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, so then we. Ooh, I can rewind time. Uh, but yeah, uh, Butcherati got an email from the boss that uh, says that they need to go to Pompeii because he has hidden a key there for a vehicle that will deliver Trish safely to him. Yeah, and they're like, well, what could that vehicle be? Possibly a helicopter? They're on to like five times like, it's a helicopter. Helicopters are real cool, you guys. We can fly a helicopter. <laughs> I I really like the gimmick that Narancia just loves any vehicle that can fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't get you when you're flying, which we know from previous JoJo arcs is entirely untrue. Yeah, uh-huh. They can absolutely get you while you are flying. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Bucciarati sends Giorno, Fugo, and Abakio to go retrieve the key, and that's where we leave it off at. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can probably guess we're going to get a Fugo spotlight next. Finally, we know who this dude is. Yeah, (laughs) finally we'll see Fugo's horrifying overpowered stand. Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, I can't wait to see why this dude loves holes so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, yeah so that was that was the end of Little Feet. He sucked. Yeah, Little Feet is not the most fun enemy stand that is in this arc. It's real dumb. Um, he had uh, took, what I, four episodes. However, he uh, I gotta say that uh, Formaggio had pretty good reaction time. Oh yeah, very good reflexes. Yeah, I I do like even though I think Little Feet sucks. I do like Narancia in this series of episodes yeah yeah uh, i i sort of like him being like again so dumb it wraps around to him being smart in certain situations <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's the counter to the normal jojo shit of like ah, oh, rain genius this it's like no i'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the obvious thing right here yeah i mean it's it's certainly it's certainly a nice change of pace from polnareff and okiyasu who were just so dumb that they were just very dumb how dare mm-hmm. you lump my son in with that jackass polnareff <laughs> okay g- granted Almost anybody is better than Polnareff, <laughs> even most of the villains. Okiyasu but, just wanted to hang out with his brother and eat spaghetti. Yeah, no, look, look Polnareff is a good person, a much better person than Polnareff. I'm going to go write also, a fan fiction is... where Fugo and Okiyasu meet and Fugo feeds him some spaghetti. <laughs> but, but also, Okiyasu is definitely an idiot. <laughs> like, o- Okiyasu arguably has a really good stand power, yeah. and he can never use it properly. Well, yeah, that's what his brother tells him early on in Diamonds and Real. was like, you have basically the strongest stand power anyone's ever had, and you suck at using it. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm just gonna use like, it to get people close to me so they can hit me better. Anything you touch <laughs> gets wiped from existence. 
Yeah. And yet he can't manage to use it properly no, ever. Yeah. Right. It's like you could be you could be creamed here. You could be creamed. Right. Yeah, it's basically you the same power as cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, no, this this series of episodes was okay. I, I feel like it went on a little long. Yeah, but... I'm like mentally running through the rest of the arc in my head. I think Little Feet might be my least favorite stand in this this season. So nowhere to yeah, go but up. A... Yeah, it's definitely like a really boring one, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, it definitely needed, like, at least one other gimmick to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Can I say uh, I really love the sound effects on, well, everything in this show. Sure. But Little Bomber, the the sound effects on Little Bomber are so good. Yeah, they're very that's good. That's true. Aerosmith does have very good sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I just love Naranch's over the, overly theatrical way of recalling Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> he doesn't need to do that, but he really wants to. Yep. And what's funny is, like, he just does it for himself. Right. It's like, the uh-huh. only other people who can see it are other stand users, and they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just, like, think he's te- they just think this teen is T-posing over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, it's it's almost a dab. <laughs> like, if he, if he were to just tuck his left arm in, it just straight up would be a dab. If he put his arms out, and then as uh, Aerosmith, like, vanished, he dabbed, oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> Only this show was made <laughs> eight years later. Yeah, yeah, if... Yeah, he... Araki almost came up with the dab. He was so close. <laughs> <laughs> he had all the pieces there, just... Great. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about these episodes. Yeah, me neither. I think we think we covered it. Uh-huh. Yeah, also there's not really much to speculate on other than, like, what, what vehicle do you think it is? Yeah. I kind of hope Naranch is right in his hey. helicopter. Okay, yeah, what vehicle do you think it is? Uh... So, even though I want Narancia to be right, I feel like he's definitely not going to be right, Uh because the show would not make Narancia be correct about something. Right. Just to play up the fact that he's kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's probably not going to be a helicopter. I'm going to guess a submarine. Okay, okay. I've been spoiled on this. This was like the one thing I knew about this going in. Okay, so yeah. Say. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, okay, I should watch season five. That sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's going to be great. Ben, have you also been spoiled on this? Nope. I have no clue. Uh, what vehicle do you think it is? I'm not even going to try and guess. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> That's the, the safer right answer. option. Yeah. That's probably the safer option. Alright, but you know, a boat within a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so that'll be it for this episode of Joda's Bizarre Rewatch. Um, as always, you can find show notes at audioentropy.com or projectharhi.net. Uh, you can also uh, follow me at Stills the GM. You can follow Luke at uh, SSJ Speed Racer. You can follow Ty at. Serious Tiberius. And you can follow Ben at... Death Slinky. Uh, you can also... Uh, uh, also, Luke has some other podcasts he does. Yeah, Name a few they're on com. You can just find him there. Yeah, just pick a random one. He'll probably be there. Yeah. <laughs>
I just finished all of MCU Complete Me in four days. Oh, wow. Okay. You listen to a lot of me. I, yeah. Okay, you said, you make it sound creepy when you say it like that. (laughs) Oh, it's cool. How'd you enjoy listening to me for eight hours? (laughs) For like, oh God, how how many hours would it have been? Don't go down this route, Justin. You don't want to know. Yeah, because it was like two to three hours an episode. Yeah, and there's 13 episodes so far. Yeah, that's over a day. Uh. <laughs> anyway, I'll have things. I'll I'll definitely have opinions to say to you. Okay. When we get to packs. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, watch MCU complete me, so you can also have opinions about Luke's opinions about Marvel movies. <laughs> um. Uh, That'll be it for us, and as always, remember folks, stay horny.